0: Hey everybody, it's Will. I'm back with another edition of Creators Out here on the Outright Geekery Podcast Network. Before we get into it with uh, Mr. Cannon, we're going to talk a little bit about our sponsor, SpinWiz Comics at SpinWizComics.com. It is a webcomic and indie comic discovery platform where you can read lots and lots of free comics. It is a free downloadable app both on iOS and Android. What are you waiting for? Get it today. Check it out. We're trying to get them up to 100 downloads and 105 star reviews before the end of the month. And here's a little bit of what it looks like. And now back to our program. So, Mister Cannon, you have—you have a wonderful graphic novel that is uh, featured in Previews World.
1: That's correct. I'm glad you think it's wonderful. It's called Freak Snow Washed in the Blood, and it's the uh, premiere release for our Freak Snow franchise, which is hopefully going to be pretty kick-ass.
0: Are you planning on uh, everything in a graphic novel, uh, aka trade format?
1: Well, we're talking about also doing a series that we're launching at the beginning of next year. Okay. So that'll be exciting. I'm not totally sure how much I can talk about that right now, but um, I have been sharing artwork and that kind of thing and showing people a few things here and there. So it's, it's, been, it's been floating around a little bit, and, and people are liking it.
0: So we feel good. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll pry that out of you a little later on. <laughs> so how long have you been, have you been uh, doing uh, this work in this particular medium?
1: Oh, man. So I've been working on comic books for a little over 10 years. Um, only kind of getting professional with it in the past few. And it's just due to blunt force trying over and over and over again. And by happenstance, I just met the right people. And, and here we are today uh, with this book that we've got in the previews, which is very exciting. It's my first book in the previews and Kevin's too. So it's, it's a pretty big deal. Well, then, and, uh, they've
0: got plenty of room now that DC has moved out.
1: Oh my god, that's <laughs> we thought that was going to be actually like a helpful thing for indies, but they're just having the stores are having to raise prices to compete with DC, or not to compete with them, but you know to be able to afford um, the yeah, stuff that DC is putting it's come, out. So it's crazy.
0: Yeah, I yeah. I've see. I've seen because there's there's so many uh, stores that just you know they're they're like all over Facebook doing you know. You know, live sales and stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, unless they're ordering enough to get like a bigger discount, uh, you know, they come along to the DC books, and the DC books are a, you know a buck or two above, uh, you know, above cover for uh, you know to buy the books off them because they gotta they gotta cover the uh, the double and sometimes triple cost of you know shipping from a new distributor, and it depends on the distributor. I know, and I can't remember the name right now, uh, the, uh, the guys over at Comic-Con line uh, use them, and they switched from a distributor that they hated because the first week of DC being with somebody else, they got stuff in, and it, it looked like it was mugged in an alley before they put it in the box, <laughs> they you know oh, they, they they sent they send it all back and goes, these are all damaged well we're we're all sold out. we don't have anyone go, that's okay, we just want our money back. yeah, really that's and, terrible and they they went to another they went to another distributor who are or, who are looking to massively expand right now, hmm. because you know it's not it's not just them there's 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 small imprint publishers like you guys. Uh, and then, you know, you're looking at other things like Vault Comics, uh, you know, and all the, you know, Boom, Dark Horse and all these other, you know, companies and some of the smaller companies that are that are coming in now, like, you know, AWA and stuff like that. You know, it's a chance for them to, like, you know, grab their contracts and be like, well, you know, you can... Deal with Diamond if you want, but if you don't want to, (laughs) we'd be more than happy to earn your business. And, you know, I was told it was the best packing job and, you know, on time delivery that they had received in in quite some time when they got it. And they were like, they were like thrilled with it. It was like, you know, that's great. They they described it as it was like it was packed like somebody was shipping us nitroglycerin.
1: perfect so, are,
0: so that's a that's a beautiful thing
1: that's a great opportunity for the smaller companies to kind of prove themselves so that's always a great thing
0: oh yeah and you know we're, we're a huge fan of uh scout comics they're doing they're doing some great stuff and basically every publisher that has that has had a name going into this year are all being signed for for movie deals so Apparently, mm-hmm. we went from you know, it'd be cool to have some comic book movies and TV shows. To that's man, all they make now. To man, can we see something besides comic book movies and TV shows? Yeah, let's go back to spaghetti westerns or something. Where, yeah, <laughs> we're I know. we're all sick of it. <laughs> I, I I got rid of all my streaming services and uh, I get a I got a couple of Roku TVs, so I just I just put the free apps on and I just watch Pluto TV uh to be you know i've got i've got voodoo because i've got like a bunch of you know movies that i bought digitally and and you can watch free stuff off of them you know and it's like i was watching john wayne movies this afternoon reading comic books so i'm like there you go that's you know? the dream so you know <laughs> it's, cool. it's it's not a it's not a bad way to go you know it's free i like free hey free's always good so uh tell us about your uh your journey into comics like were you uh, reading them when you were a kid or i don't know (laughs) i i read a few comic books when i
1: was a kid and there are a few that caught my interest but i never really got into it because um i've always had the problem with especially superhero comic books and those big serials where you can't just jump in at number 48 or whatever and kind of like tag along and get invested um plus i i read that stuff and i was it just wasn't grabbing me i was always into I don't know, like movie type things. I always wanted to make movies when I was a kid. That's that's what I tried to do. And comic books, at least the the floppies that you get that aren't you know expensive graphic novels that my parents didn't want to pay for, um, were more like TV shows, and you know, which is something I didn't have as much interest in. So I went into it um, seeing comic books as being or graphic novels as um, I, I was um, totally committed to calling them at the time. Now I don't care. Um, as, as being a way to follow that dream of like making movies and stuff without having to invest millions of dollars or have to get a grant or whatever, because I realized that I was not uh, didn't have a natural talent with managing people, which is something you need if you're going to make movies. Uh, but making comic books, graphic novels, that kind of stuff was a type of complex storytelling I could do by myself or with a very small team. And so that's kind of how I drifted towards it. And I just started making projects and over the years I've just I've just begun to enjoy the process and and now we're making
0: big boy books so it's cool and that and, is yeah. pretty much how I got here and comics are the easiest way to uh, learn how to lay out pages for a storyboard that uh, yeah
1: I mean it's not the exact same as storyboarding because the comic the in a comic book you need to be creative or you can't you don't have to be you can do whatever you want but Um, you have the option to be creative with your panel sizes. If you're storyboarding for a film, everything is the the dimension of the frame over and over and over again, which is sometimes a cool way to do a comic book. You know, you can make it feel like a movie that way, or it's a really good uh, way to um, show uh, like consistent action. If you want the focus to be like what the characters are doing Uh, an example, I always love to cite with this is in Frank Miller's dark Knight When, uh, you know, the, the uh the, when Bruce Wayne's parents die. There's like this, I think it's like 16 or 20 panel just square, 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 square. But it's like all happening in slow motion. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things I liked about the Zack Snyder um, Batman thing is that um he pretty much like redid that shot for shot and it looked pretty cool. So, you know, that's the kind of thing Um, I, it's just one of, the, one of the cool things you can do with comics is such a versatile medium that you can kind of tell your visual story however you want to. And most importantly, there's no one telling you you can't do it that way, <laughs> you know, unless you're working under a, a, a studio.
0: Yeah, uh, it's so hard to break into like, you know, even like the, the mid-range, you know, they're still, main, they're still mainstream, even though we call, you know, Marvel and DC the, you know, the main two, cause they've been around, you know, so long yeah but uh i mean i've been uh I've been watching all the uh all the videos that ross Ritchie from boom has been dropping mm. you know, and I understand everything he's saying, but also in the back of my head, I'm hearing Homer Simpson can't win don't try
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and i'm like okay ross, let me know if I can get you on the show so you can clarify some of this stuff for uh you know some of our uh, indie groups out there to uh, you know give them a little schooling. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm
1: not sure exactly what you're referring to there, but it sounds like he's he's trying to like compete with DC and Marvel, or what's the?
0: No, it's it it. A lot of it is legal things. Mm. Like uh, everybody, like there's so many people, so many creators out there. That uh, year after year, they're sending unsolicited, um, you know, art or, uh, you know, pitches to, uh, you know, Boom, Doc Horse, Dynamite, whoever. Mm -hmm. And uh, if they're unsolicited, uh, they can't even look at them. Because if they if they open up and look at it and then they do they do anything similar down the road. Mm. It just open it just opens him up to a lawsuit.
1: Mm, I see.
0: And one of the videos that he was showing, he showed, you know, the whole thing was, it's beautifully done. It's, it had like this nice, he sent like this, this guy sent like this nice, you know, pleathered, you know, fold over binder with, you know, gold, gold leaf all over it. And it was like filled with art, but he, he couldn't open up to look at it because the lawsuit, uh, mm. the script was like binded and like, you know, pro-Hollywood all sealed in like, you know, a hard plastic shell and, you know, there's a bunch of other stuff with it and he's like, goes, yeah, I can't look at this, just so you know, this is what I have to do with all of them. <laughs> he goes, but, you know, I want to lessen my carbon footprint, so I'm putting this in the recycle bin and he opens <laughs> up the lid and just dumps oh, no. it in and I'm like, well, somewhere there's a creator that just like Broke down into tears, and you know
1: that's is, very sad.
0: I mean, that,
1: it's it's just a, like that's not common knowledge. I guess a lot of people don't know that. I didn't know that, but I've never submitted to like a, a big company like that before. So I, I've always just tried to go my own way.
0: Well, yeah. Well, so. the uh, the indie industry is is huge and getting bigger. So yeah,
1: people I mean, like people like what independent creators do because I don't know. It's not so bad with comic books just because it's not as big as an industry. It's not as corporate just because of the the sheer like size of it. But the movie industry has always been like that. A lot of people just like indie movies better because there's not some cigar smoking executive up at the top saying, oh, it needs to have boobs in it or whatever, you know, and that's how we get movies that um, placate to the lowest common denominator. And it's like, People in general audiences, even I'm not just talking about art snobs, but people are smarter than these execs think they are, you know, and so they can they can digest movies and things that are more complicated and subtle than the your run of the mill like Hollywood movie. It's just a bummer.
2: Yeah, that's know. why
1: people like indies. That That's why there's so many people who like them, because there are a lot of people that can get into
0: that stuff. And the the only the only thing a lot of the indie fans don't like is the fact that, uh, you know, you guys are getting distributed, which is great. You're going like right into stores and everything. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, um, but the, uh, the thing they don't like is the, uh, the price point on a lot of them, it's good, mm-hmm. but then you're paying, you know, you know, you don't mind paying like $10 for an indie book. Cause a lot of times, you know, it's, one, it's that short print run that you know all the uh, low attention spans you know run through and goes. Well, it's a pretty cover and it's a short print run and it's a lot of money, so it must be worth a lot of money. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a show in the future where all I do is bitch about stuff. So
2: <laughs>
0: I do that now, but you know, not as much. Um, <laughs> but you know, if you pay paying, like you know, 15, even 15 bucks for like a 48 page book. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's an indie, you know, they're not, you know, they're not, make, they're, they're not making a lot of them. And, you know, yeah. except, except for printing that, you know, all the money's going to support a creator that's trying to make it in the business. Yeah. And it's really hard to do
1: it all by yourself. Like, Oh yeah. Jeez. <laughs> making, I mean, making money, producing your own content, you've got to be going to conventions and just be crazy all over social media it, to do it all by yourself. Like, this is why it's good to have some partners and people that you're working with. Like, th- that's the only way that I've been able to succeed doing this it, as far as I have. And, and I'm not making a majority of my money from comic books. It's from commissions and stuff like that. You know, people who like my art and say, hey, do you want to do some work for my comic book? Like, that's, that's where you can make some money is working for other people. But if you're just trying to sell your own properties, like you've got to be on it full time plus. And oh, yeah. it's it's doing a lot of stuff that's not fun. <laughs> that's part of why I don't want to do it. Is You know, you, you have oh, people who are good at like marketing and social media and stuff like that work with you and split the profits with. And, oh, and that, that's a good so way to do work.
0: it. It's so yeah, much it. work. I it's get too tired, much just, work. I just get tired thinking about it. I'm yeah, weird. me I mean, too. Oh, my God.
1: I hate going to conventions and and being on social media and stuff like that. But like, you know, I do some of that because you have to, to, to be visible, but it's just like, it's a drag sometimes. Cause on top of all that, obviously you still have to get back down and conserve your energy for making good creative work, which, Mm -hmm. you know, is also hard. It's, it's the most enjoyable part of the whole thing, but it's difficult as, as any creator would know. So, you know,
0: well you've got a double edged sword because you're the artist of the book Mm-hmm. So, you know, at a con, they're gonna want you to sign the book.
1: That's right. Yes, yes. Uh, no, I I will have to make appearances once they start up. Make no mistake. I oh, won't yeah. be skipping those. <laughs> but uh yeah, you're talking about when decide. the hell is
0: that gonna be? <laughs> yeah, yeah, three, five years, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um well there's there's one going on this weekend. There's been a couple oh, yeah? by me. I'm I'm up in the northeast. There was there was a small one in New Hampshire uh, and some in New Hampshire last week. Uh, there, there's one coming up in Jersey. Um, I think either this weekend or next weekend. Wow. That, and I'm, I'm impressed. And then they're you guys like, What's making
1: it, it happen over there?
0: They're announcing, and I'm like, Sure, it is. <laughs> I go, You know, the day before, you know, it's in Jersey. I saw all the draconians. I have I have friends in, that live in Jersey, and I have a family that used to live in Jersey, and all the draconian measures they were doing, like you know, throwing a couple of guys in prison for opening up their gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a and, blast. Thanks and I'm like, Jersey. I go, they're they're keeping people like twelve feet away from each other. They they've got more sanitation than a hospital, and you know, you're gonna throw them in jail because you know. They said. They said no. I'm not going to lose my entire life.
1: Yeah, this whole thing has been totally insane.
0: Yeah, so it's- you know, I half expect uh, the governor up there to. Uh, what do you mean they're having a gathering and it's not a it's it's not a peaceful protest and? Mm-hmm. Send the state yeah. police in and shut that thing down now! I'm like, you know, so. You you won't have that problem in New Hampshire though. <laughs>
1: No. I, I hear there's a lot of libertarians over there.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, Vermont and New Hampshire. You know, it's like... And everything's like, you know... You know, you get you get close to this, the cities up there, but you know... Come on, it's New Hampshire. It's not like a real city. <laughs> Sorry, Vince. And, uh... But, you know... They had it. I had. I got a lot of friends that are cosplayers, and uh, you know, a uh, bunch of friends that are like, you know, like you, illustrators. Uh, buddy of mine, Mike, uh, he's hurting because his entire life revolves around doing about forty-five conventions a year. Jeez, man, that's that's how, that's how he that's how he pays the bills and uh, child support, and you know everything else That's he, harsh. he does really That's well harsh. you know he's he's a very talented dude and a super nice guy and you know so he's just you know trying to do commissions from home and mm-hmm. he came on one of the he came on one of the podcasts, and before we knew it it was like three hours <laughs> i'm like what okay dude i don't know about you but i'm hungry he goes yeah i'm hungry too i go well It's because it's like 7 o'clock now. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, So how did you guys all get hooked up together?
1: It was total chance. So I was working with uh, a dude named Mike Schneider, and he was doing – I had done a steampunk anthology thing for him where I I submitted like an eight-page story, and he was like, oh, we're doing this other thing, and it was called – octal and it was about it had to be an eight page story about nothing in particular I don't think there was a theme or anything like that and I did this this short little like crime action thing called scene six and it was like a little preview to this bigger idea that I had in mind and Kevin picked it up and, and he really liked it I and um, he was just kind of perusing it to see who was out there and he got in touch with me personally and was like hey you know I like what you're doing let's work together. And then we started a, a publishing company called rats and crows and we learned a lot and uh, spent a bunch of money and didn't make any of it back. So yeah, it, it, it was, um, I, I like to say that it didn't go particularly well, but the experience is something that I wouldn't give back because we got a really good insight into how all that stuff works and, and learned a lot of what not to do. So now we're going in as an imprint, which I think is a much safer bet. And we're, we're working with, you know, uh, Behemoth already has um, a lot of infrastructure in place. So we're able to kind of jump on with that and, you know, kind of run our own studio underneath them. So that's really cool. And a lot of what, uh, of the ways that we've been hooking this stuff up is just Kevin going out there and talking to people and me sitting out and, and making artwork and, and him showing it around. And that's kind of our thing. Like, you know, if you want the short and sweet version,
0: that's it. Yeah, it's just you know, it, it's it it's one of those uh, sad but true moments where you know you gotta you gotta take your lumps to uh, to learn it. Unless you get like really lucky in this business and you know, just you know, fall in with the right group of people. Like, you're doing what? Are you crazy? No, yeah. don't do it that way. Do it this way. Yeah. You know, well, but, and also you just have to get lucky.
1: Like you have to be in the right place at the right time. Oh yeah. Um, be be prepared uh, when opportunity comes along. You know, and um, just have your shit together. I mean, that's you you, tr- you try to do that as much as possible. And that's like there's no magic bullet to succeeding. You know, and and I don't think by any means that I'm like I'm at the top of a mountain or anything like that. I'm just tasting success a little bit. And it's great because I'm able to like work from home and everything, which is, you know, I'm I'm very blessed to have the avenues that I do to, to kind of get income going, um, because I've got um, I've I've got ways to to get people to who who like my artwork to to pay for it. So that's freaking cool. And uh, yeah, yeah, lucky me.
0: As, as much as we all complain about you know being locked in our homes this year, it's like, well, it's a perfect time for you know creators because they can just make more and more stuff yeah it's
1: nice to be able to make more and more stuff uh definitely and at first people were kind of tight with their wallets you know and and i get it like no one's trying to make a big project right now because they can't do conventions and stuff like that but you know the digital avenues are opening up in like every way so it's easier for for people to for people in like every industry to make money online so and and then people are like learning ways to um, market their stuff in in non physical ways. So you know, um, business started kind of getting back together in, during over the summer. So yeah, yeah you got to you got to learn it's how been to interesting.
0: Do, you got <laughs> to learn least. how to do that like quick, uh, quote unquote TikTok kind of advertising.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: you know, quick quick clips or or picks up on you know on Instagram and Twitter and get it done in eight seconds or shut up. <laughs>
1: yeah. No one's no one's gonna remember it anyways. Yeah, well
0: that's what she told me. But yeah. you know. Oh but ding ding. So tell us about this graphic novel.
1: Yeah. So it is a post-apocalypse story or setting um about a cult survivor who grows up in a cult that worships guns and a God reaches out to him because this God want, or this, this uh, ethereal being not a God wants to be a God. So it reaches out to him and goes like, you're going to be my Messiah and you're going to do this crazy stuff. And it sets him off on this wild adventure through the frozen wasteland of the freak snow world. And it's, it's both a self-contained story and also um, kind of an introduction to the world and how weird things get out there. So that's basically what it boils down to.
0: And uh, your writer ditched us tonight, and uh, and like, hey, I got an idea. I'm gonna tag out, and I'm just gonna stick the artist in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, that that that's kind of his style. <laughs> he's a busy guy. I don't know what he's doing half the time, but he's just he's out there shaking hands and and making deals happen. So I don't know what the hell he's doing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, did you work with him on uh, on all the uh, like character create any of the character creation?
1: Yeah. So, what I like to do when I work with a writer, or now as an artist writer, um, I, I like to do sort of a cooperative thing where, you know, if I get a little input on the story, I want him to also have input on the character design. It's, it's important for it to do that so that everything is cohesive. And so, yeah, he had a lot of input on how the characters look. Whether it's just, yeah, I do like that, I don't like that, or he'll see a design I did and say, "Hey, let's make that guy this character," that you know, or, or switch things around, or give me little tips on how I could change things to make it better, or stuff I could kind of base it off of. So, yeah, um, both very involved in both processes or both sides of the production process.
0: So it it went. Seeming, seemingly well.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think so. Uh, um, a lot of people seem to agree with that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it went well. Also, considering the fact that we were working with two other artists too, everything kind of fell together in, in a way that uh, yeah, happened so to be
0: it was, pretty it, awesome. It was you and another artist, and and Kevin writing.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, Kevin wrote it. And came up with the story stuff and I, I kind of improvised a lot of the dialogue. English is a second language, so there is some localization that goes on. And um so I had a hand in kind of um making making stuff sound uh more natural. And but even with that, he was some there was some stuff where he was like, No man, I want it this way. So it's like, all right, hey, we'll just keep leave it this way and it'll be a little different. So that's cool. And um and the other artist too, I was I was also kind of running interference and and Kind of helping out uh, in between both of them to 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 figure out what compositions would work and you know um, what we could do to kind of make everything to make it look like it is part of the book at and while at the same time at the same time having a completely
0: unique style. And you have you hadn't worked with anybody else that is on this book until this book.
1: Hmm, I've. I guess it is the first book between me and Kevin, but it took us so long to, we, we've been working on it for a while. So it feels like I've worked on, on other books with Kevin, but I haven't. So yeah, this was my first time working with anyone
0: on this team. And, uh, cause I've only seen the, uh, the page up on, you know, up on the previews world, uh, catalog cause it's orderable now and it's going to be in, in, in three months.
1: Hmm.
0: So it, it's it's a January book. December. December. Okay.
1: Hmm.
0: I just remember when when I used to work at the comic shop, everything was like three months ahead. <laughs> so now I guess they've moved it back to two months ahead. No, no, I'm just having a conversation with myself. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I haven't seen any of the interiors. So, uh, Oh, how, really? Okay. How, how happy are you with the, uh, the finished project? I'm thrilled with it. It's awesome. Good. That's the correct answer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to sell this thing here. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to make judge. it difficult,
0: but I I've seen a, I've seen a JPEG of the cover and, and that's it.
1: Yeah, I would have assumed that you would have gotten a reviewer copy, but um, yeah, it's it's unique. And the the main thing that I'm hearing from people is that it's like nothing they've ever seen before. Which to me is like the greatest. That's that's kind of what I go for. My um my approach to doing artwork is is not to. Um, be the, the closest to what you would consider a classical, you know, great artwork. I want to do something that's unique and what people haven't seen before, which is, you know, uh, seems to be what I've achieved here. So, you know, that I call that one mission accomplished.
0: And uh, how was the colorist?
1: I was the colorist.
0: Oh, you were the colorist
1: too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the, the second artist we were working with was actually, he did all his own line work and coloring for like the diff for the God world or like the spirit world of the book. And I did everything that took place in like the, um, the human world or in, you know, in the freak snow universe. And there was also a third artist who did one page that was pretty interesting that takes place in like uh, another dimension, like a, like a separate reality.
0: Oh, so So. that's cool. So like, Every every world has a completely different look because it's a completely different artist doing it.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's how that's how it breaks down.
0: So that is different. Yes, it is. Yeah. Now, so this book comes out. Uh, do you know the uh, the shelf date on it?
1: I don't know the shelf date exactly, but it must be early December. Um, we we got this thing out. To the previews in, I think the end of September. No, it was the it was it was uh, August first was when I submitted the final draft. So. Oh okay. Yeah, it's it's got to be early December.
0: Yeah, so it's probably a uh, sec like a second week release.
1: I have to guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah, let's take a look. Uh, so yeah, it would. It'd probably be hitting either the ninth or the sixteenth.
2: Hmm. That's a lot good. What's going on? Uh, what happened?
1: Well, if I'm still broadcasting, I'm not seeing any movement on the other side. So I'm not sure what's going on here. Oh, boy.
0: Well, I'm back, but nobody else is. There we go. There we are. There we are. That was exciting. Uh, yeah, I'm obviously on my phone, but you know this this way I can freak everybody out while I while I drive around in my wheelchair.
1: Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I like the yeah, change good. in lighting.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. I can do, do laps and stuff. Yeah. That's so awesome. apparently, apparently my uh my internet went out because you know Comcast likes doing that at the at the worst times. Yes, yes. Where I've they, had Comcast. Very interesting. Yeah. Where you know, the only good thing for Comcast is because I have because I have a child under the age of 18. Hmm. Uh, and because I'm disabled, I uh, I get internet for uh, ten bucks a month. That's great. That's really good. Wow. Well, on on the other hand, they uh, the area that I live in because so many people are stealing everything, mm. specifically specifically cable and everything. So they're 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 sending like you know they send a bullet through the through the uh, the IP line. And uh, they, you know, reset everybody's router at random. Ah, what a blast! Do they give you the new password, or what? do they help oh, you out I, with that at all? I don't need a new password. What it is is they they send a they send a bullet through, and as long as it's a regist- a registered IP with them, mm-hmm. there's no problem. But if it's not, it kind of like it it shut. You know, even if you have it, it'll shut the connection down. So, ah, oh, jeez, that sounds that's like a hassle. hassle. <clears throat> yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, that's better.
1: So, where were we? I don't remember. Um, you were yeah. looking up the the release date or something like that, which. <laughs> yeah. I could have which also could... done, but I was working on something. <laughs> yeah i uh, i I couldn't
0: find the I couldn't find the release date. Uh, just the uh, just the diamond code, which is actually in the uh, in the show notes, either up above or down below, depending on where you're watching us. Uh, along with uh, all of your uh, information to look at your portfolio and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all your interwebs contacts. On my interwebs! Yeah, I I try to be active on
1: Instagram. That's the main one because when I post Instagram, it goes everywhere else. So I try to put everything there. But if you just want to see my artwork, uh, go to rcanon.design. You can head to my website and
0: check everything out uh, that I have posted publicly. And uh, how are you doing uh, commissions now? Or are you because you're in the middle of uh, this book release?
1: Yeah, I I do take on some extra work. I mean, this is how I pay my bills. So when I, I do a lot of stuff on Fiverr, there's a surprising amount of like good clients on there, people who who are return. And um, I've worked on a couple of card games in the past few years and um, still working on a couple of those. None of it I can talk about, unfortunately, because I signed NDAs, but <laughs> it's all pretty cool stuff. And oh, uh, yeah, people people. Things. I know it's a pain, but it, I understand people are cagey and how, you know, they, they, they don't want anyone to steal their ideas and all that stuff. So it's not a big deal to me, but um, yeah, or people just get in touch with me on Facebook or shoot me an email. I'm, I am very available. You know, if anyone um, is interested in
0: doing anything like that. So. Now, you started talking about an idea you guys had for a uh, a floppy series for next year too. Yeah, the first two
1: issues are done, so it's definitely going to happen. I just I'm not sure how much I I can I can give you the basic gist of it, but um, I will stay away from giving away any spoilers or anything like that or or uh, deep deep plot points. Go right ahead. Okay. <laughs> So it takes place in the same universe as the one that I drew with Craylex, who is the kid um, that the god is guiding. And it's going to take place in that world. Uh, um, and, you know, it's, the, it's post-apocalyptic. In the snow, um, there's been a glacier uh, or a, um, you know, a, a blizzard that's lasted for decades. It's now the whole world is frozen. And the idea behind the name of Freak Snow is that the snow is a freak snow. You know, it's a freak, a freak event that, uh, that happened. And also the only people that can survive in it are freaks. So it's kind of, you know, a fun little double entendre. And so each, there are going to be small arcs in the series. And each one's going to follow a different freak. And so the first one's name is Bernie. And he's like this middle-aged guy who's had his his wife and daughter killed. And he's trying to figure out if his memory is of, of them being eaten by like a big crocodilian monster called a smarg is correct. Or if he actually murdered them. And so his it's basically his arc is about finding out the truth of what happened there. And then after his arc is done, we're going to move on to a different character and they'll have a story. And it'll kind of be this continuous, like each one, each arc has a link at the front and back of it, connecting it to other stories and we'll kind of explore the world that way. And so it's been a lot of fun so far. Like I said, I've got two issues done. And so it's, it's going to be pretty cool. It's very different from the graphic
0: novel too in, uh, in tone it's a little more comical and it's a, it's a good way to explore a shared universe that you guys are creating too. Absolutely. That's kind of the idea. It's almost like we're, we're
1: sending the reader on a journey through the world. You know, they're going on the adventure and and kind of experiencing all the different places and, and the way things work. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Now, are you guys just soliciting it the way you did, uh, freaks now or are you looking to go uh you know kickstarter out <clears throat>
1: um i would have to we'd have to talk to kevin for that one he's he's business strategy number one guy um anything i say right now is probably subject to change but so far um uh, we're going to go about it pretty much the same way we've done the graphic novel
0: well that's good you you've already got those avenues open to you because you're right you know, We want to
1: avoid Kickstarter when we can, but Kevin likes it because it is a good marketing tool. So if we may or may not. It's it's hard to say at this point. But we'll, we'll be submitting issue one uh, to to uh, distributors soon-ish. So probably not that one. But maybe future issues are like an omnibus of the first arc or something. You know, we're still working all this stuff out. So,
0: but. Yeah, because the uh, my take on it from what little you've been able to say about it is it sounds like it would make like a great anthology omnibus when it
1: yeah it will eventually yes definitely and we're, we're also looking into selling uh or to, or to releasing tomes of you know the arcs as they're they're, they're tending we're, we're thinking they're going to be four to six issues each so you know releasing books of each of those would be good and then a big big book you know for season one or however we want to split it up so we've got a lot of options for that stuff if it's successful we have uh, a ton of things that we can do to you know uh, spice it up a little bit and give people the collection stuff that they would like
0: oh yes it's it's, you know open to just about anything Mm mm-hmm yeah, so, so that's a big uh,
1: thing that we're, we're trying to expand into as much as many different types of merchandising as we can. And so, but also taking it one step at a time. So we don't overload ourselves. That's definitely a risk that we, we want to avoid.
0: Oh yeah. That's, that's something that scout does a lot is mm. basically for every, t- every title they create, they create like a huge line of merch. So like, you know, every PR for something I get, if I scroll down to the very bottom, I'm seeing like, you know, whatever, whatever book it might be mm-hmm. seeing coffee cups, T-shirts, uh, hats, hoodies, cooking aprons, you <laughs> know, cutting, cutting boards, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like they went to the Gene Simmons school of, uh, marketing.
2: <laughs>
0: it's like, you know, put your brand on anything. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. You want people to be
1: able to get whatever they go. Oh, I'd like that as a, a mouse pad. You know, you want to be able to provide anything.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Those, those, those are big too. Cause you know, you also have all these, com- all these companies, you know, like, uh, teespring and bonfire and you know all many many more that are all like you know print on demand they'll make anything you want
1: right at a hiked up rate
0: but yeah they they do that you know if if your fan base is willing to pay for it Mm -hmm. yeah you
1: know better give it to them
0: (laughs) yeah there's way there's ways you can go about it and you know running polls for you know what people would, would like, you know, would be interested in for, for merch for uh, freak snow and just, you know, toss it up on IG and,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, let people, let people vote on it. And, you know, if you get my, my favorite is always coffee cups. So love a good coffee cup. So, you know, if there's a, if there's a nice big giant freak snow coffee cup, let me know. Cause I'll be in line for one of those.
1: I will. I'll let you know. I know the exact design I will put on it too.
0: <laughs> it's good to have that stuff in mind. Now, uh, what are some of the books that you were less successful with?
1: Oh, there was scene six, my self completely self-produced, uh, crime drama. That was something we did with rats and crows. It was our first release. And, um, we funded the print run ourselves with we had a Kickstarter, but it wasn't enough to cover the whole thing. So we, we fronted a lot of, of the cash there. I think it was more than half. And uh, I mean, we sold some copies, but just didn't have the, the distribution power. We didn't get we were unable to get into diamonds. Um, so, you know, but we learned a lot while making it. And like I said, I, I produced the whole thing myself. So that in itself was like a huge accomplishment for me. To, and I think it was 68 pages or something like that most of it's story pages so wow, I mean it crazy. was it was an impressive feat that we even got that thing to print I'm still really proud of it and um, the other one was Harlem Martyr. that was my fir- very first attempt at a uh, serious attempt at making a graphic novel and I just had no idea what I was doing but I did I did the artwork so there's that <laughs> we didn't even get that one printed I think I made a couple of on-demand things so those those are the main books I can think of that I've that I've uh, had part in. There have been a few other things here and there, but those are the main ones. Um, all all pretty big projects, so very time consuming. Um, but this this one, we've taken a lot of time to really polish it and make sure it's it's worth being our first launch, uh, our, our first big release. And I think that we've achieved that, so I feel good.
0: Yeah, you know any you know. I know Kevin's been writing for quite a while, but um, this is basically the third book you've worked on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know that early in you know basically your comic book career, career, and you've already you know you've already got a book uh, listed for the list in uh, in previews. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, you it- know. I'm, I'm proud of it. You know, it,
1: it's, it's no small feat that, that we've, that we've done this. And, you know, I definitely couldn't have, could not have done it alone. That's for sure. Um, Kevin's been huge in getting our connections and working behind the scenes um, and, and coming up with ideas too. So yeah, it, it definitely was not a solo mission. That's for sure. I just don't, <laughs> um, it's very important to me that no one forgets that.
0: Oh yeah. It was, it was uh, it was a team effort for sure. Absolutely. That's that's the best way, because that way, you know, if instead of, you know, just being like, I'm writing everything, don't tell me nothing, just draw. Yeah, Yeah. doesn't doesn't work because you need to be able to bounce ideas back and forth off of each other. And, you know, as uh, I my musicians, friends say, uh, when
1: you're sitting down with your bandmates, don't write the song that's in your head, write the song that's in the room and that's how you get something that gels is when everyone's kind of working towards the same goal instead of trying to get their idea made, you know, you kind of leave everything flexible and malleable so you can make the best product, not your product.
0: Oh, most definitely. It's, it's the best, it's the best way to do it. You know, the, the whole, uh, you know, group mentality works very well with, uh, you know, Songwriting and story writing. Mm-hmm. For sure because, because with both of them you're telling a story Yeah Absolutely You know unless it's a country song And then you know It's just a, it's just a story about you losing All your stuff
2: <laughs>
0: Or working really hard That seems to work, be a, work, another <laughs> work, Working really hard And losing all your stuff Yeah you know, yeah yeah at the end of the day it's all gone you know, um, unless you get it on vinyl, but then you can, like, you know, play it backwards and uh, you can get all your stuff back.
1: That's the, the true happy story is the reverse country record. And that's what we would like for this book is to, for it to be the reverse record, uh, the reverse country record of graphic novels. That's my goal. So
0: hopefully we've achieved that. <laughs> hopefully. Now, I know that there's another platform that just started out there. Um, and it's basically for the, you know, for the indie creator, because, you know, it's either they, you know, either a lot of people either go through Indiegogo or Kickstarter
2: Mm -hmm. to get,
0: to get their, to get their book launched. And then, then they complain when, you know, people like, you know, Scott Schneider or, Keanu Reeves or somebody shows up on, you know, Kickstarter, they shouldn't be here. They're taking money out of our pocket. I'm like, dude, that's Keanu Reeves. If <laughs> You know, if he showed up, you know, in a mud bath, people would still be willing to buy the mud that was in the bath. That's true. Yeah. You know, they don't care what he's doing, where it's going. <laughs> you know, you have to build a. you have to build a following.
1: Well, and that's the thing about a free market, too. Everyone has access to it. Even mm-hmm. the people who don't really like need the resources. They you still come yeah. in and, and drink from the water hole.
0: <laughs> yeah, well it's a beautiful got, thing. <laughs> like, you know, Snyder and Capullo and all these, you know, handfuls of these other guys that are that are doing some of the crowdfunding thing now, it's because They've got a story that they want to tell, but the publisher, the publishers that they're working with aren't gonna let them tell it. So they're just Mm. gonna do it on their own. Right. Right. And the easiest way to do that, especially because you know, you know, Schneider and Daniel have like a huge following. So Mm -hmm. they're just like, let's let's go on uh crowdfunding and you know see how many millions we'll get in a week mm-hmm. you know yeah because i've seen not new people to the indie industry you know the indie side of it uh but you know they they've got like a few books under their belts already
2: mm-hmm.
0: so walking away with the uh with a closed-out campaign, uh, you know, approaching like 50k. Yeah, yeah, it can happen. <laughs> and I, and yeah, I'm like I go, that's crazy, because I had I had interviewed uh, Matt Knowles and uh, his partner uh, Steph, not life partner, just comic mm-hmm. book partners. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, they just. You know, wrote, and They've got like they've got a pretty much like a library now. They've got like seven or eight books out. Nice, that's great. They, you know, they, you know, the last week they had already hit like thirty k. Mm, nice. That's and I awesome. was like, I'm like, that's phenomenal. And then I scroll a little bit further, and I see. Ethan Van Schreiber, cyber, the new cyber frog book just hit 1.5 million. Mm. Um, I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I go, but yeah, I'm not going to buy it.
1: I'm going to buy it of the beast. I'm
0: mad at him. Yeah. 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 But, you know, he's got a, you know, he's got a name and a following and, you know, no matter how many people hate him, he, he kind of wants people to hate him. So they, You know, if they talk bad about him, they're still talking about him. Any publicity is good publicity. You know, that's 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 pretty much the gist of it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I just think it's funny that, you know, 35 years later, he's still. He's gone back to. uh, Basically, his original indie book that he put out back in the 90s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. You know, and there's, there's been, you know, there's been more than one person that, you know, that's done that, you know, that have, you know, they've gone and worked, pr- you know, in the pros for, you know, a number of years. And, you know, they had enough. They didn't like the way it was going. They didn't, they didn't want to go the route that the uh, corporation wanted them to go. So like, mm-hmm. no worries. We're just going to part ways. I'm going to clear up my desk and I'm going to take off. And they just, <laughs> they, they go, what can I do? Everybody, I'm popular. So everybody knows that I did this back in like 97. So I'm just going to continue writing that story.
2: <laughs>
0: nice. Yeah. Dynamite, Whatever works, Dynam- man. Yeah. Dynamite did the same thing because of the, uh, this year was uh, Vampirella's 50th anniversary mm-hmm so uh they relaunched the vengeance of vampirella that only went 25 issues and they put it back to the original team that was on that book mm-hmm. when they ceased publication and they just picked up the stories from where they left off
1: there you go that's awesome that's almost like a creator's dream right there to be able to finish what you started
0: yeah it's like well Check. Yeah, I did that book 25 years ago. I wonder what I could do with it today. And then the phone rings. Yeah. How'd you like, how'd you like to finish that Vampirella run? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Cool. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I've got dreams like that about some of the stuff that I've started and not finished. But for now, yeah. we got business to take care of. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so
0: you got you got you got. Snowbreak and this whole world that you guys are launching off that's going to be on store shelves on the 12th. Uh, the, the other platform I was talking about that's uh, purely uh, a comic platform uh, mm-hmm. just came out, so it's, it's still very much in beta. Mm. But it's called uh, IndieCrowdfund.com. Mm-hmm. And you can do you can do a campaign on there or you can just you know list your finished book on there and their whole the whole gist of their platform is they want to get indie books into comic stores.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Nice. You know, so instead of you know somebody having to charge, you know, 10 or $15 for their book and then have to charge like another 10 99, 12 bucks to, to ship it. Yeah, that's rough. They can just ship a box. They can, they can sell the books at a discount to the store. They can, you know, get the box packed and shipped off to the store. And then you can just go pick them up at your local shop. Or if, if it's an online store that you buy books at anyhow,
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You can
0: just you can just buy indie books there, and they've nice. uh, when yeah, they launched, they, they had like thirty five stores already signed up.
1: That's pretty cool. That's really I guess cool. They're,
0: so they're almost like an indie distributor. Uh it's more of a portal, mm-hmm. so that uh, shops that do really well with indie books, they can they can they can go through and. And take a peek at you know all the all the various uh, campaigns that are up, and if they see something that they you know that they think you know the story synopsis you know sounds interesting and mm-hmm. the book the book looks good, you know they can contact the the creators and do a deal you know with the creators you know without. You know gatekeepers getting involved, and you know, yeah, it's just okay, we'd be interested in having your book nice what, what can that's we do great. and then you offer them a deal and take it like uh one of the one of the biggest stores that uh that is that's been doing this with with them is uh the collector in uh South Florida
2: hmm.
0: they do a tremendous business of of indie. Nice. Uh, I I talked to uh, not the not the owner, but one of the guys that works there, and he he does he does a the store does its own podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, because because you know everybody does a podcast now. Look at me. Um, yes,
1: yes, everyone does do a podcast.
0: Yeah, because because <laughs> you know it's twenty twenty. There's nothing else to do.
1: Yeah, that's but, yeah.
0: Good point. What yeah, else is good. there to do? mow your lawn or? It's like, oh God, I'm so bored. I can't leave the house. What am I gonna do? Oh, a what Marbles. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You a know, microphone. So, mm-hmm. A voice and opinion. I get that. I was a nightclub <laughs> DJ for thirty-five years, so you know. Nice. That's great. Uh, you know, I. God, I missed it. That must that. have been fun. <laughs> it was. I loved it, but. Mm. You know. It is, you know, it is. It is what it is. But I'm, I'm having, I'm having a lot of fun doing, you know, doing this because, you know, my dream is to basically go to, you know, go to conventions and hang out at Artist Alley and, you know, talk to people about their, about their work. You know. There you go. This is just about the next best thing. <laughs> so there you yeah. go. Well, you know, avoid the lines. To get in mm-hmm. the lines to get in the bathroom, the lines to get out, uh the seven dollar uh six ounce bottles of coca-cola um what's, oh con crud,
1: no con crud no con crud yeah that's that's something con, that people usually
0: overlook con you know that's it's like no, nothing good's happened this year. I go, yeah, I haven't had to deal with con crud. <laughs> like oh yeah. oh yeah. I go, oh,
1: yeah. I go I always we also remember the bad times. That helps.
0: You know, we also haven't had to deal with the uh, you know, thousands of teenage boys walking through a convention hall door that haven't showered in three weeks that think the little spritz of axe does the trick. It truly doesn't. No. And uh, you know, so there's that
1: there is that it's always you know, good to remember the things that you don't miss.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I don't miss that at all, hmm. but you know, I got to, uh, I got to cover cause I'm in, I'm in Massachusetts in Southern mass, mm-hmm. uh, not, not far from Rhode Island. So I covered the Rhode Island comic con last year and got to go in early and I got to hang out for, uh, Good 45 minutes talking to Neil Adams Mm -hmm. and then Graham Nolan and Bill McKay and uh, Joe St. Pierre, uh, Tom Mandrake, uh, Mike Grell, uh, Christopher Priest. Okay, I'm done dropping names. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But, you know, I, I had a, you know, plus I talked, I talked to, you know, a whole bunch of indie guys. Uh, I talked to a lot of the guys from, I talked to like a couple of the guys from uh, Source Point Press. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Bob Staley, mm-hmm. who does. Uh, yeah, no yeah, I Bob.
1: I accidentally so, sent Bob a, a coffee mug a couple of months ago.
0: <laughs> you accidentally sent him a coffee mug?
1: Yeah. So, what it was is back with, with rats and crows we we used Vistaprint to send him like some flyers or, or stickers or I don't remember exactly what the product was, so his address was um, the default for my Vistaprint account, and I went to produce a coffee mug for myself with a drawing. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh Uh-oh. Good Lord. Mm-hmm.
0: Sorry, folks, we're having a lot of internet issues this evening. This is just crazy. And we're back again. Like my big windows. So I'm going to try to get him back in. Uh, I think it's my internet keeps crapping out tonight, so I'm not sure why. But... Maybe it was his internet. I cannot tell. So I do apologize to everybody because this should not be happening. and it won't let me back in. Well, I apologize. We're having a lot of technical difficulties this evening. Uh, I'll try to give it a couple more minutes to see if uh, Mr. Cannon can get back in. Uh, If Rob can't get back in, we will, uh, I guess, have to end the broadcast because uh, my Internet is really not working. And... uh, It's just, you know, bad. I do apologize. Uh, We were about to hear a funny coffee mug story, but uh, we'll have to get that another time. Once again, I'm sorry for the technical difficulties tonight. Damn you, Comcast.